Vista, episode 269. I am Ben, and I am here narrating an ordinary day in the life of an ordinary man. Here he is, waking up and starting his day. He begins to dress himself in the unremarkable clothes of a somewhat affluent white-collar worker, but, oh no, he's put his pants on backwards. What a to-do. Getting past this hurdle after several more attempts, we see him preparing himself a cup of instant coffee and a bowl of cereal. Oh, but what's this? Oh, gracious. He's poured boiling water into his cereal and ice-cold milk into his instant coffee. Oh, boy. Undeterred, he continues his day, hopping into his unassuming four-year-old hybrid car to begin his 17-minute commute to work. Uh-oh. He's confused the brake and accelerator pedals, and he's rocketed through the wall of his own garage, directly into the living room of his own home. Another understandable whoopsie from our ordinary man. Leaving the wreckage of his destroyed home behind and getting into work only a few minutes late, he makes yet another disastrous whoopsie, this time designing, building, and publishing the Apple Podcasts app. It's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> exactly. That thing is a piece of shit. Yeah, I kind of want to defend it sometimes, but no, there's really oh no God. point. Can I just no rattle point. off a few of my issues with it? Yeah, go for it. I mean, I did design and build it, so I should be writing some of these down. You should be. Okay, so if I start listening to something, but it's not a podcast that I've subscribed to, there's absolutely no reason for it to not remember where I got up to in that episode. You could just store that in an XML file somewhere locally or however Apple apps save data. That's like one line of text. And that way, if I say subscribe to it and start listening to it again, it will just remember where I was. Well, they wouldn't want to use up too much uh, too much data by accident because they need to save that space for downloading every single episode of every well, podcast that you're subscribed yeah. to going as far back into the past as possible until your phone is completely full. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, also, no space for an XML file, my friend. So you know how sometimes, um, let's say you're walking to work, right? So you will start. Maybe you'll step outside your front door, you put your headphones in, you'll start listening to an episode, and then you'll leave your house. So this will sort of take you from the edge of your Wi-Fi out of your Wi-Fi. So you're transitioning from mobile to Wi-Fi data. Mm -hmm. Now, there might be some interruption to the signal there. Now, you would expect that the behavior would be it would just keep trying until it found signal and then it would keep playing your episode. But instead, what it does... Uh, is it says, unable to play this episode, and then it marks, it starts playing the next episode of whatever you've got queued up and marks that episode as played so you've lost the spot you were up to. Oh, that's on purpose. Why the fuck does it do that? Um, uh, I, I have a large decision tree that I've, <laughs> that I've put together. What's going to make uh, Ben um, maddest? Well, I mean, I, I'd let you know about why we actually did that, but it's covered by an NDA, yeah, and I course. really can't get into it. Uh, a, a cute thing that it used to have was you could choose the display order and the play order separately so that maybe if you just started listening to a podcast, you could put most recent first but get it to play in chronological order still. So you could just scroll down a little bit, like 10 episodes back, and then listen to 10 episodes in order. But they removed that. So yeah. if you want to listen to it chronologically, it also has to display chronologically, which means if a podcast has, say... 400 episodes and you're listening around the 350 mark you got to scroll all the way down to find that episode which means if the signal is interrupted it's marked it played and it's put it somewhere else and you have to find it again you have to scroll all the way down to the fucking bottom i Why can explain that? that actually i can explain that 
Um, we needed more space to download episodes, so we had to dump that <laughs> functionality. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Fuck Apple Podcasts. <laughs> what a piece of shit. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. Leave us a nice review. I don't think we've asked people to do that for like four years because that's not... We're not that sort of show anymore, I don't think. It's not the vibe. Oh, go on. Oh, well, go I mean, on. if you want to. Um, and if you are listening to us on a podcast app that is not Apple Podcasts, one that you have deliberately sought out, um, you know, for to really meet your needs, uh, particularly for things like custom RSS feeds and stuff like that, don't tell us about it. Yep. We can find it ourselves. It's yeah, we, okay. we already know about the alternatives. I just like yep. complaining. And yep. also, if you're listening to one of those random little rinky-dink apps that doesn't fucking work properly, don't tell me that I've published a corrupted fucking podcast episode or whatever and then have me at 9.30 while I'm drunk try to like test it on various devices to find out there's no issue it's just that you're using something called Shartcasts that doesn't properly play mp3s for whatever reason knock that I, uh, shit off yeah I've, I've, I've got a fun bit of overlap with my podcasts where like I'll listen to some through the Spotify app which is also a terrible oh, I'm actually doing that as well, where I have some which are for the kitchen, which I use Spotify for. Yeah. And then the <laughs> is rest that of because? See, I've got, a, I've got a Google Home Mini in my kitchen. Yeah, me too. God, and if I want like, to cast stuff to it. Um, now, in, in fairness, I'm sure I've said this before, in fairness, Google made a great sales pitch on that product, which was they sent me an email that said, would you like a free Google Home Mini? And I said, sure. <laughs> And they mailed it to me. That's how they get you. That's yep. how that's how fascism takes over. That's, that's a that's great sales tactic. Big brother gets into your home. They go, would you like a man to spy on you for free? And you go, free? Do I have to pay huh? for shipping? <laughs> no, I did not. Do I have to ship uh, that So man? I've got one of them in my kitchen. And if I want to, uh, if I want to play audio from my phone, like from a podcast, I need to do it via like the, the Chromecast thing. Yeah. Because that's what the fucking Google thing uses. But then if I'm in my car and I want to listen to a podcast, uh, my car has Apple CarPlay. So that will use the podcast app natively. Uh, it'll use the Spotify one as well now that I think about it. But then you can't put custom RSS into Spotify. Oh, that's right. You can't. Yeah. Once again, yeah. please do not contact me about... Uh, any podcast apps that fulfill all of these purposes. We, we know fine. they exist. Like, That's fine. It's if not, I... We're not computer illiterate. We're no. across it. It's fine. I actually, um, I'm hoping to solve this problem because I just, uh, because I live in a small apartment because I'm one man, uh, my kitchen, my just living room, they're, they're functionally the same room. So what I did is I bought a Bluetooth receiver that will, with a little five pin DIN adapter plugged directly into my like 1970s amp that my record player goes into so uh, I can just I can just connect to it via Bluetooth and play my this is a really boring thing for me to go into detail about why are we doing this this would be very interesting if you were specifically in the region of my apartment and you were trapped in a conversation with me and I was explaining my audio setup with you that would be some regional bullshit it's time. Regional bullshit. For regional bullshit. Every little town has got their own bullshit. Regional bullshit. Every little town has just got to have it. 
And if you want to know why that misfire happened, it's because Andrew was busy trying to negotiate with his cat that just opened the door <laughs> and came into the podcasting studio. All day. All day i got to put up with her shit. No closed mm. doors in this house. Yeah. You're like one no. of those overprotective fathers. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently trying to do like a uh, process of elimination testing to figure out if the cat is blind or demented. Oh, uh, yeah. Because she has developed an entirely new set of behaviors. Um, the main one of which is to stand in the hallway with the lights out at 3 a.m. and then start meowing as loudly as possible. Mm. In a, in a, I would say a complaining tone of voice. Um, or if she like wakes up and uh, just you know, gets down from the bed or whatever she was sleeping on. She'll just stand in the doorway of the room she was in and meow loudly until someone comes by and says, hey, you okay? And she goes, oh, he's still here. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, I was indeed negotiating with the cat to get like, the fuck out of here. With hand gestures and mouthed words for what I can ascertain. <laughs> she knows what's going on. Regional bullshit coming to you from WJBF News. That's the Woodsbuff mm -hmm. in Augusta, Georgia. Going out of their gourds at Bugs. Going out of their gourds at Bugs. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's called Bugs. It's not an insect farm. Mm -hmm. This is Bugs Gourd Farm, just south of Keysville. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Quote Well that came from my child My four-legged child Junebug Said Anne Gay of Bugs Gourd Farm I yep. I feel like I should be doing a more southern voice If this is a lady from Keysville Keysville, Georgia Keysville, Georgia That, that came from my child My four-legged child Junebug Said Anne Gay of Bugs Gourd Farm mm -hmm. And they got some Doggone good gourds. Different types. Gourds galore. Quote, We have apples and bottles, bushels and canteens, snakes, martins, so gourds are not just a gourd. End quote. Yep. People like gourds because they make great birdhouses and they love to decorate them, especially in the fall. <laughs> Anne's got lots of gourds, but she's not a good gourd decorator. Mm -hmm. Quote, The Lord didn't give me that talent, she said. How many times are you going to make me say this word? <laughs> a couple times more. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but Bugs has had some customers. <clears throat> sorry. But Bugs has had customers from all over with talent from... Yeah, now... I'm, I'm sorry. Let me, okay, let I'm me read give this up, through. I might give up the game here a little bit. Um so every now and then I'll come across a story where it's very obviously a word-for-word-ish transcription of a TV news segment, oh. which is will explain the unnatural style here, but it also seems to have been done in a hurry. I tried to get rid of all the typos, but I, I missed that. Um, Let me get rid of one of those words there. But Bugs has had customers from all over with talent, and many have sent back gourds they have painted. Beautiful gourds. Lots and lots of holiday-themed gourds, of course. 
Thanksgiving is coming, and this turkey gourd looks glum. And this one from Puerto Rico that's been turned into a guiro. That's a musical instrument. And on a recent trip to the island, the president picked one up made from a gourd that came from bugs. Quote, are you proud of that? Quote, oh, yes, sir, said Anne. Gourds galore! Uh, bugs, they're not out of their gourds, but they would like to be. That's right. And this is the sort of thing that Americans think is perfectly normal. To put on the news. Oh, it's gourd time, baby. We're going gourd crazy over here. The lady at the Apple store has been selling a lot of apples. Yep. But not just regular apples. Pink ladies. Granny Smiths. Royal Galas. (laughs) Fuji. The list goes on. God damn. Mm. Just got, uh, got some... Kanzi's from uh, Costco. Some what? Some Kanzi apples. I'm completely unfamiliar with that apple, oh. and I know apples. K-A-N-Z-I. Hmm. And I gotta say, we... not as good as they have been in the past, but we have been suffering adverse weather conditions. That said, I don't know where the apples are from. <laughs> I what what are we talking like a a red, a green, a mixed red well, and green? Like a like a half half red, half yellow, like vertically bisected. Oh, perhaps similar to a a sundowner apple. Is that a type of apple? That is absolutely a type of apple. They also regularly have the jazz apple. Oh, I fucking love a jazz apple. I am absolutely a, a supporter of the jazz apple. I feel like apple technology's gotten much better in the last 20 years. When I was a kid, there was three kinds of apple. Now you got, you know, jazzes and Fujis, mm-hmm, sundowners. Mm-hmm. Oof. We've gone the opposite direction with uh, potatoes, though. Uh, I, I feel think like we've got less potatoes. Woolworths and Coles, I think, are doing some sort of, like, what do they call that? Mono, monoculture. No, that's not the thing I'm looking for. But the, the type of bad agriculture where you only grow one thing. Uh... But they're doing that where they've, they've only got the two kinds of potato now and it's dirty or not. Oh, no, that's not true. They've got bags of uh, white potato and red potato. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. And unwashed potato. Those are the three kinds of potatoes. And sometimes they'll say, here are some chats and they're just the same size as the other potatoes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a chat. What have happened to Dutch creams? Or kiplers? I'm the kiplers. Where are my fingerlings? You know? Yeah. Yeah, Come on! Up. This podcast is so good. <laughs> I know somebody out there is feeling me about the about the bespoke potatoes. Well, I'm I'm going to a, a independent mum and pop fruit and veg store, so you know I don't have to deal with that. I'm getting all kinds of potatoes. I've I've absolutely started going market mode much more frequently. Yeah, I uh, I made dinner for some people recently, and I made a. Tacos Al Pastor, and I went into the butcher down at the market, and I said, "Hey, I'm up <laughs> some pork for fork shoulder, four quarter shoulder, you know." And he was like, "There's one right in front of me in this tray." <laughs> and I went, right here in my head. <laughs> it was like, it was it was literally the closest thing to him, out of the like you know, twenty foot long counter. <laughs> uh. And I said, hey, I would like that with the skin off and the bone out. And he went, he just took out his his long, thin, 
incredibly sharp knife and just went did a single pass it looked like his hand was 30 centimeters above the pork and that skin just right off you just you bought it you turned around thinking this motherfucker didn't even take the skin off and then you realize you look down he's already made the cut it just slowly slides off yeah he did that five minutes ago it's like lift up your shirt and the skin's there pressed to my body Sorry, I was watching a lot of David Blaine with a friend the other night. Why? Oh, it's kids of weed, I assume. Uh, at least partly, yes. But we were we were both talking about our, our fascination with close-up magic. I feel like I'm running into a lot of adults these days that are getting into close-up magic. Right? Dude, it's so fucking cool. Is it? I wish it wasn't. I really wish it wasn't. Have you been practicing? Me? No, no. Hmm. Weaving is my new, my new hobby that I've taken up. Oh, that's up. very nice. I've uh, started doing, like, tapestry weaving. That's wholesome as shit. How's that yeah. going? Oh, here. Check it out. <laughs> Once again, yeah. this is an audio medium. Oh, uh, let me describe this uh, for the listener. Uh, it, it's a tapestry. It's That's really quite beautiful. Oh, goddamn. There you go. I had a couple of, couple of sessions on the loom the other night, you know? You have such a beautiful glint in your eyes right now. It's delightful. You make some cool stuff with them. And you could give whatever you make to one of your cousins. It's time for Cousin Watch. Surely it's cousin shit. Well, yeah, but I thought about that, but then I was like, now he's going to get confused because he doesn't know what Stinger to play. Well, I already don't know what Stinger to play for Cousin Watch. I mean, that's just the regular Stinger. The generic Watch Stinger, yeah. Um, maybe, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. What if... um. What if for Cousin Watch, we we did something that everybody should be doing and we recycle, right? Mm-hmm. What if we were to repurpose the Bernie Brodown hoedown theme, which I don't think we're ever going to use for anything again. No. Yeah, probably not. Um, and we use that for cousin, cousin shit. And keep in the words... Doesn't have any words. Oh, okay. Well, it's time for cousin shit. It's time for cousin shit. That's another one to add to the list for the guys working on the wiki currently. <laughs> now they're going to have to explain how it used to be that one. It became this one. You're welcome, Ed. So this is a, a follow-up um, to a segment we did on the bonus episode, The Cousin Trap, which made me realize we have two <laughs> The Parent Trap pun episode titles now. <laughs> uh, which we also have two that are puns on the movie It Follows. Do we? Yeah, we have It Proper Follows and Shit Follows. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about, we read basically just an entire article of uh, captions you could use for Instagram posts about your cousin. And I thought I would do a similar <laughs> thing here um, with a roundup of heartwarming cousin quotes. Now, this, the first thing I'm going to read to you is the introduction to the article on cousin quotes from the website everydaypower.com. I'm glad someone felt the need to put in, like, an explainer. It's already like, hey, we get this is weird. Yeah, this is strange. But uh, this might maybe help you understand the beauty of cousin quotes. (laughs) They pose two questions here. The first is, why are our relationships with our cousins so unique? Many people believe it's because they can have a closer relationship with us than our siblings. 
Hmm. I just don't know if that's true. Others compare cousins to best friends and even soulmates. Okay. Hey, have you got have you got a soulmate? It's yeah, my wife. We've cousin. been my wife. We've been married for we've been married for twenty five years. You know, we met and we fell in love. It was like lightning between us. Uh, she's my best friend, but also we're so deeply in love. You know, have you got a soulmate? Yeah, my cousin Steve. Yeah, my cousin Steve is my soulmate. <laughs> I think we're actually closer than soulmates. When I first saw my cousin Steve, the thunderbolt struck me. Oh, I immediately heard ACDC, you know? My goodness. Our cousins are some of the closest family members we have. Untrue. I wouldn't even say top five. How, like, uh, one of my kids was asking, so, like, yeah, my my kids are always kind of asking, like, relationship-related questions, as in, they want to understand what is the status of, like, relationships between us and family members. You know, so like we call we've we've been to visit, for example, my my aunties and uncles in Brisbane, mm-hmm. um, and when we're there, we like refer to them as it's like you know my my um, auntie Jill and Uncle Ian, but we just call them Uncle Ian and Auntie Jill, you know, and so occasionally the kids will be like, oh, is but is Uncle Ian my uncle? And I'm like, no, he's my uncle. We just call him that. And they're like, oh, so what is he to me? Is he like my great uncle? And I'm just like, or is it just nothing? It's just like a guy. <laughs> it's just some guy. You, you know. It's your dad's, your dad's uncle. It doesn't have to be like trying to figure out specifically what the relation is. And to me, as soon as you get to like second cousin or twice removed or some bullshit, that's like, that's someone your family knows. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so- second cousins. Get the fuck out of here. That's nothing. Oh, you're my cousin's cousin? Who gives... Wait, is that what a second cousin is? Or is... You you cut... Yeah. Yeah, this is my point, though, is that as soon as people start asking questions and you're trying to figure out, I'm just like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. You know, what is is like your mum's cousin to you? You know? And I'm like, that's my mum's cousin. It's not... Oh, wait, no, every- that's what a second co- cousin is. Is that what it? a second cousin is? You're, you're, no. Oh, God. I hope people listen to this like, you dumb motherfuckers. You Googling, don't even know what a second cousin is. Googling what is second cousin. Yeah. I wanted- second cousins are the children of first cousins. Oh, I got that ass backwards. So, does that mean, like, my, my, my cousin's child? Is that what that means? Yes. Children of first cousins? Or is yeah. it just, oh my God, we're so stupid. We're so fucking stupid. Uh, what are your parents' cousins to you? Your parents' I'm, cousin is your first cousin. I am looking at a diagram right now. <laughs> huh? Your parents' cousin is your first cousin once removed because the ancestor you share is your great-grandparent. That oh, that's fucking cousins. nothing. That's so... Yeah. So, so, and what's what's like a second cousin twice removed or once removed or whatever? Yes. Second cousin once removed is the child of your second cousin or the parent of your third cousin. <laughs> I barely Come recognize on. like the legitimacy of cousins. God damn. Yeah. These really are all like someone your parents know relationships. You yeah. Know? This is bullshit. God damn. What are the benefits of reading these cousin quotes? I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are asking that question. (laughs) 
Cousins are always there for us when we need them. They can even help us find ourselves through their crazy antics. Hey, you should have seen what my cousin Steve was doing the other day. He Absolutely was, crazy. He was flipping out because he's insane. And that taught me a lot about myself from my soulmate cousin Steve's crazy antics. Everyone at work on Monday is sort of going around and saying what they did on the weekend. And as soon as you get to that one guy and he's like, so somehow my cousin Steve got this golf cart, right? <laughs> Every week. It's just, what did you and cousin Steve do? You know? What did Steve do? And what, what did crazy you learn about antics. yourself? <laughs> what crazy ant? Like cousin Steve absolutely smokes bushweed. Yeah. I think um, he's probably drinking Forex. I don't know. The cousin quotes below will explore this unique relationship and the important role cousins play in families. Will help you understand the dynamic better if you don't have cousins or aren't close to yours. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what it's like to have a cousin mate? A soul well, cousin? Cousinless members of the human race examining these, like, you know, alien artifacts. It's a brother that's too crazy for your parents to have. Now I finally get it. At last, I may learn what it is to be becousined. <laughs> what is cousin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they will also offer ways to tell them how much they mean to you. Truly, we'll never find another person like our favorite cousin. <laughs> you could what? swap out my cousins on me. Like, all of them. If you substituted all 40 of my cousins for different people... Except for maybe Michael, I would be like, yeah, I guess that's Tennille. Sorry, Tennille, if you're listening to this. I don't think you are. My my wife has so many cousins. I've got just a shitload of cousins. And I can barely remember all my cousins, and I don't even have that many. You know, Maybe I've diluted the value of cousins by having too many of them. Oh, like, like if I had a core group of elite cousins, like three cousins... Look, I think it's certainly a supply and demand situation. Uh, yeah, the market like, is flooded with my cousins. My my cousin market is saturated, yeah. I will tell you that. Because I've got all of my cousins, and then I've got all my wife's cousins. Yeah. And that's a whole other class of cousins, you know? What, oh, what, is, what are my wife's cousins to me? <laughs> are, you my, are you my second cousin once removed in law? Are they your cousins in law now? Fuck, I hope not. I don't know. The only, the only ones of those I am honouring are... Father-in-law and mother-in-law. Yeah. Brother-in-law. That's it. No sister-in-law. <laughs> I don't have a si Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Just for a second, I was like, no, I've only married into my wife's family but my brother is also married so. oh sure no i do forget yeah so one. just for a second i wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that i had forgotten <laughs> about my wife's sister existing so i was only thinking of that relationship in terms of who i'm married into through my wife but i have been non-consensually married into someone you know i, I wouldn't phrase it that way but yeah i can <laughs> i can see what you mean certainly <laughs> uh here are some inspiring cousin quotes from the website Love to Know. And we do love to know. We do. Because we have curious minds, which is why this podcast is so far been about <laughs> gourds and cousins. <laughs> and we've learned nothing about them. Oh, except you and I have learned what second cousins mean. <sighs> I think I've forgotten already, though. Yeah, to be it's fair. gone straight out of my brain. Even when years go by, you greet your cousins like no time has passed because they are stamped on your heart forever. Wow. 
Steve is just like branded tattoo under my, on my aorta. To write cousin on your heart. I believe that's the name of a band. The love of a cousin keeps your heart warm in the cold seasons of life. (laughs) So beautiful. Yeah, I lost my job. I lost my partner. I've been going through a lot of depression lately. haven't really been sleeping. But I just think about Steve and his crazy antics. You know... What what I think I find most befuddling about this type of thing, this niche of thing, right, mm. is I know that, for example, they don't know the names of my cousins and they don't know whether or not I have good relationships with them. That's or close true. relationships, right? But the way that all of this is written, I love that it just implies that, like, the value of the relationship comes from the fact that the person is your cousin as opposed to the human that they are and whether yeah. or not you like cuz that's that's why you have relationships with people like i i think there are a lot of people out there who have um i think there are a lot of people out there who are probably having a much worse time in life from the misapprehension that you have to be really close to, like, everybody that you're related to. Oh, yeah. Even shit like, like people being like, oh, I've been friends with this person since high school, so I have to maintain yeah, this. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like, Pe- people, who, people who have this concept of, like, um, people who have this concept of, of loyalty in terms of, like, familial relationships, which is absolutely bizarre to me because, to me, it's been the same as any other relationship forever which is and the same thing for like work relationships and stuff where it's like i don't need work to do organized fun for me if yeah. i like a person i'll hang out with them well yeah. we can organize that ourselves that's fine me yeah, and the, no... the guy from work that i like we'll go out and get a beer but like we don't need work to hook it up yeah work no intrinsic <laughs> quality to like cousinhood that makes for a better friendship <laughs> Exactly. The the love of a good workmate keeps your heart warm in the coldest seasons of life. No, it's the one it's the one person that I particularly get along with. Just it's just a human to human relationship. Yeah. So it's very funny to hear it phrased like, Oh, anyone with a cousin knows this feeling. Yeah. A cousin knows everything about you and loves you for it. <laughs> do you do you have any cousins that you think know everything about you? I don't think I have any cousins who know anything about me. <laughs> I think if I went to any wedding right now and I walked up to any of my cousins, which I would need someone to point out which ones were my cousins, uh-huh. they'd be like, oh, so you work here? You're working at the wedding and you're severely underdressed. I just, yeah. I, I, I live very far away from all of my cousins. Um, like, I, I grew up in Canberra and all of my cousins grew up in Brisbane. And so we would usually go up there like once a year for Christmas, you know, and hang out with them. So I'd see like, I would see my cousins on my dad's side of the family, I would say at the absolute most one day a year. Yeah. Um, And then as everybody gets older, there's like bigger, bigger gaps in there. And uh, once they were all like adults, they all like moved off to different countries and stuff for years. Like, you know, not like... They're, they're all nice people. I've seen them all in recent years and stuff. They're all nice people. But when I see them, it's like you're saying. It's like, oh, I need to catch up with you on the last five years of your life. Yeah, they don't know the full contents of your heart. Yeah. For yeah. example. 
Although maybe, maybe, maybe we just don't understand. Maybe you know? we're not Italian or Greek enough to understand this. <laughs> the bond of love between cousins is immeasurable. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what units you would count that in. I haven't spent a great deal of time trying to measure or quantify that, to be honest. No. Cousins are the friends that love you from birth. <laughs> I I would like one that's like a like cousins are the friends you don't choose, you know? Yeah. Cousins like- are the mandatory friends that your parents gave you. The love of a cousin holds a lifetime of memories. Just picturing two cousins in an embrace the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> two cousins just holding each other for like 10 beats too long. You know? And a warm, warm cousin embrace. The heart of happiness is trumping around hand in hand with your cousins. <laughs> I'm 32. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just imagining me and another 40 year old man <laughs> holding hands and stomping around in an H&M. <laughs> just... Back and forth, cousin banter, flying thick and fast. Your cousin is the brother God knew your mother could not handle. (laughs) Yeah, cousin Steve gets pretty wild. (laughs) He's fucking crazy. Put that BB gun down. This one is fucking terrifying. Cousins are the friends that couldn't get away from you even if they tried. Why are they trying to get away from me? Why are your cousins trying to escape? You got to pull out the cousin trap. (laughs) Your cousins are the nuts that top your family Sunday perfectly. There's a few different ways to <laughs> yeah. to read that, I think. Yep. <laughs> your cousins are the balls teabagging your family Sunday. <laughs> You're going to like this one. Cousins are like a good mattress. Uh-huh. They always support you when you need it the most. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> you should try lying on top of your cousin. Man. Cousins are like a good mattress. They can really absorb a lot of punishment. <laughs> Cousins uh. are crazy friends that will dance with you in the rain. <laughs> that is true of Steve. <laughs> me, me and Steve dancing all night long. <laughs> Cousins are the friends that are forced to share their toys with you. Huh. I mean, that's all friends, really. Steve, let me play your PS5. You have to. (laughs) These are some uh, birthday-specific cousin quotes that you can say to your cousin on their birthday. Yeah, you can copy and paste these. Bookmark this page, and then when it's your cousin's birthday, and you, you, I assume you'll have the notifications turned on on your phone from Facebook to get told that it's your cousin's birthday. You can go straight there. Put this on the clipboard, uh, control and C, or command and C if you're using a Mac, or long press if you're on a phone, you know? Mm -hmm. Flip on over there, just paste this bad boy right in, and the great thing is, um, your cousin won't even know that someone else has written it for you. They'll think that this is a completely natural and organic thing that you're saying to them. Yeah, when they read this on their Facebook wall, which they never check because no mm-hmm. one uses it, they will hear these and think, oh, wow, Ben is, um, I think he might be going through something. <laughs> Dear Steve, the day you were born was the greatest gift I ever received. Happy birthday. Damn. 
It's gonna be he's gonna be wiping a wiping a tear. That's a lot to put on a cousin. Dear Steve, though miles might separate us, the love is always the same. I'm glad you were born on this day to be my cousin. It's fucking crazy. It's a really you centric view of the universe to have your cousin's birth be for you. Dear Steve, the world might only see you as one person born this day, but I see you as the most special cousin I could ever have. Enjoy your birthday. But- Shit deal for your other cousins, by the way, to put that on the public Facebook wall. I, I think the world sees most people as one person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dear Steve, <laughs> on your birthday, I just want to say that I'm glad God cho- chose to give me a fun and fearless cousin like you. I mean, who else would I have gotten to do all those crazy things? I, you know, that that last sentence really changes if you put a with on the end of it. Yeah, this say, is just... Who else would I have gotten to do all those crazy things with? But Remember when I made you, say, you rob that bank? <laughs> who else could I have convinced to do those things really bad for them? Remember when you did a dime for me? When you did 10 years in the big house? Because I made you do those crazy things. <laughs> you did your time. You kept your mouth shut. You did good. That's cousin shit. That's just cousin shit. Is doing a dime for your cousin. For your big cousin. Sorry. Right. Anyway, I got to get out of here. See you in another three years. You haven't been talking to the cops, have you, Steve? <laughs> and finally, dear Steve, may you continue to reach higher and higher with each year that passes, my spectacular cousin. You can just hear, like, uh, lightly over the top of that, uh, Bring Me a Higher Love by Steve Winwood. you know? That's bring right. me a higher love. That is a good song. Back it in is. the high life. Back in the high life, he's got some bangers. I agree. Hmm. These are just like... Because there's two, there's two sort of explanations for why these exist. Uh, it, one is that someone who doesn't connect with this material in the slightest is just churning it out for one of those like SEO farming jobs where you have to write 20,000 words a day or whatever mm-hmm. and they don't give a fuck and they're just pretending because that's what, that's what people do and it's just a job to them. Or there are people out there with a just a completely like alien relationship to their cousins compared to us. I don't know. Maybe you love your cousins. You listening to this right now, and you're like, I would fucking do anything for I'd Steve. I'd fucking dive. I'd do a, I'd do a 10-year bid for Steve. <laughs> I'd do a dive for Steve. I would. I would just I'd tell that judge, go fuck himself. I was driving that fucking car. Steve doesn't even know how to drive. That's right. Yeah, Steve's I, never seen a car. That's my balaclava. Why would Steve be wearing my balaclava? Those catalytic converters were in my garage. <laughs> Steve was asleep on my couch. He had no idea. That's fucking so weird. Hi everybody, it's me. It's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total. 
and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. It is very strange. Um, it's hard not to feel like maybe someone's trying to pull something on us here. Mm, there he are is. we being are we being gaslit? You know, by big cousin, by <laughs> by the big cousin industry. Are we all questioning ourselves now and thinking maybe I'm meant to have a closer relationship with all of my cousins? Maybe it's me. Maybe there's something wrong with me. Yeah. So I haven't figured it out yet, but it feels like maybe they're engaged in some kind of scam. It's time for Scam Watch. This is from Japanese newspaper, the Mainichi. Japan woman pays for, quote, Russian astronaut to return to Earth in alleged scam. So far, so good. (laughs) Police are investigating whether a woman in central Japan was scammed into sending around 4.4 million yen. That's 30,000 US dollars, I'm going to assume. Uh, Yes, yeah, I believe so. To a person who claimed to be a Russian astronaut working at the International Space Station and needing money to return to Earth to marry her. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, baby, I'll be right there. It's just, it's just one thing keeping us apart. I don't know what's funnier about this is the idea that they have to self-fund their return trip home or also that it would be a cool (laughs) $30,000 to get from the ISS to home. I I would absolutely love to, like, read those chat logs, Oh, you my know? God. Just be like, ah, freaking assholes at the European Space Agency <clears throat> telling me they're not going to give me a lift when they, they- do the, the crew swap. God damn it. You're not going to believe this. They cancelled my holiday. You know? <laughs> I was meant to come home. Now I've got to pay for my own jetpack. Yep. But uh, Russian NASA, they really... <laughs> they really... <laughs> Really he, call, he calls it Russian NASA too, <laughs> but Russian NASA, they they really gouge you on those things. You know, it's like the peanuts, are eight dollars a bag. Yeah, jetpacks. And you think you're getting a reasonable price on a beer, but it's actually it's like a weird two hundred and fifty mil can. Like, what even is that? Yeah, I need thirty thousand dollars for four beers and a bag of peanuts. You know, yeah, that's how they get you up there. <sighs> I'm gonna come back and marry you, baby. What? So good. One thing first. <laughs> the 65-year-old woman in Shiga Prefecture became acquainted with the person on a social networking site. Nothing else to do up there. Yep. In June, before they communicated through the Line messaging app. Never heard of it. Mm. The person repeatedly told her they loved her and proposed marriage. The police said. <laughs> this is this sucks like it sucks but come on <laughs> so like d- and like like maybe I'm I'm betraying my ignorance here right mm-hmm. maybe this lady knows more about current space travel than I do but it's my assumption 
that you you don't just have like a broadband internet connection on oh, the no, international space station. They do. They, they do now. Um, oh. they didn't. They didn't when the ISS first went up. But like they can. See, um, uh, that that's where my ignorance is coming in. They, so they've got internet. You're saying? Yeah, fucking. I so I I pretty habitually um will get very very stoned and watch. Uh, all of the tour videos of the ISS that have ever been done in English mm-hmm. and also the other ones because, you know, you can just put on music and watch some guys floating around the ISS. It's cool as hell. And one of the things that depressed the fuck out of me one time watching them was that uh, one of the astronauts, Jessica, I can't remember. Anyway, um, she was talking about how, like, the first thing she does, so they, they sleep in these, they're not, Vertical, because obviously there's no orientation or whatever, but it's a quite small room that they have that just has a curtain they pull in front of it. And it's just like basically a coffin that you strap yourself into. And there's a laptop directly in front of your face, sort of Velcro to the wall. And this woman, this astronaut, this NASA astronaut was saying the first thing she does is she checks her emails. Like you are in orbit around the planet in this unbelievable feat of like human engineering and science and achievement, this like, just something so insanely otherworldly. You are floating around the planet. Like there is a porthole you can go to where you will be looking down on every single human being that's alive minus like five people. It's so beyond comprehension for the human brain. And we've still found a way to be like, oh, fuck, got to check my emails. <laughs> like that you'll be getting like the NASA all office emails up there being like, hey, uh, just letting you know that level three of the office, you know, kitchen's getting really out of hand again. Just want to make sure everybody's washing their own dishes. Just send, sending emails to the people on the space station, berating them about the lunches they left in the fridge. Yep. Hey, guys, we're all doing this. Uh, hey. So, you know. We're all together uh, on this mission. Not singling anyone out. You know? It's so weird. That depresses the fuck out of me. You shouldn't well, have to read emails if you're in space. That's my I, belief. I think this is, uh, and this is also another demonstration of like, um, I don't know why why I, I'm not always convinced that it's the best thing to like do the thing that you're sort of very passionate about for a job because mm. you can like, by turning it into the thing you have to do for money, it just becomes completely routine. And- you're saying you should only ever go to space recreationally, never do it for a job. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying that like um like so many other things where for example as I've as I've said about like um like cooking. I really like cooking and people have said before, why don't you be a chef? And I'm like, cuz I don't want to do that for a job. I've seen what it looks like as a job. Yeah. And it's it's a very different thing to just like cooking food for yourself and your friends and stuff like that. I think I know um, like one chef who still loves cooking and the rest of them just like fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah, and and God knows that like you talk to a lot of people who say that they're not doing any nice cooking at home. They're just like throwing <laughs> throwing slop together, you know, because um, they're like, great, I don't have to spend all of my time doing this. Uh, so I'm just saying that when you take something and make it your job, inherently the magic is going to disappear to yeah. some degree, you know. Like, uh, did you did you read a uh, did you read that quote from William Shatner talking about his oh, trip up in the in yeah. the Amazon space tube? It's fucking galling. So, for your context, folks, if you did not happen to see, um, 
91-year-old uh, William Shatner. He has uh, written a book called Boldly Go, Reflections on a Life of Awe and Wonder, and uh, which has just come out. He said that um, he went out to space on this flight, and he described the view of space as a, quote, cold, dark, black emptiness, unlike the mystery and majestic view he was expecting to see. Uh, quote, it was among the strongest feelings of grief I have ever encountered. The contrast between the vicious coldness of space and the warm nurturing of Earth below filled me with overwhelming sadness. Every day we are confronted with the knowledge of further destruction of Earth at our hands, the extinction of animal species, of flora and fauna, things that took five billion years to evolve, and suddenly we will never see them again because of the interference of mankind. It filled me with dread. My trip to space was supposed to be a celebration. Instead, it felt like a funeral. Now, that's also not how that lady is feeling every morning when she wakes up and checks her email, you know? No. I, I'm going to assume that his book was ghostwritten by a different person than the person who was ghostwriting his tweets. It's just a suspicion <laughs> that I have. That would not be shocking on either, on either front. Mm. So, the suspect, allegedly in space and in love, uh, the suspect then asked the 65-year-old woman for money as expenses for a rocket and its, quote, landing fees on Earth said the police. That's how they get you, because they're like, well, the rocket's not that bad, but the fucking landing fees? fees. Jesus. The woman accepted the request and transferred money to a bank account specified by the person between August and September. But as the person continued to ask her for money, she consulted the police. Well, that is great. A lot of these stories don't end that way. Like, it's like the bank is like, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> Whereas this lady's like, wow, this astronaut's fucking greedy. <laughs> I mean, I believe they're in space, but should I be giving them this much money? I don't know, man. Like, people are people are so self-confident. I love it. I love it when people feel empowered enough to completely ignore the bank and go and spend, <laughs> spend their $30,000 on landing fees. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. That kind of... Self-confidence is a product of evolution. One of the greatest achievements of that beautiful world out there. (laughs) The achievement of nature. And it's time for Nature Corner. There it is. Now, this is from my favorite website, your favorite website. Yep. Pizza Marketplace. I, I'm going to tell you straight up, uh, we're going to be hearing some more articles from Pizza Marketplace <laughs> in the future because it is uh, an American industry news website for the like fast casual pizza chain business owner. Awesome. It is phenomenal there's some real inside baseball happening on pizza marketplace uh truly incredible i'm i'm already loving just looking at the homepage. how many 
new names of pizza places I've just learned. Fat Boy's Pizza to open Express Model in Louisiana. Mountain Mike's Pizza opens in San Mateo, California. Mr. Zero One to open first Texas location. Frank Pepe Pizzeria Napolitana to open first Florida location. Just goes on and on. I fucking That's fucking love it. amazing, right? All right. I'm 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 very into it. Yeah, I've bookmarked Pizza Marketplace. <laughs> My goodness. <clears throat> From my favorite website, your favorite website, PizzaMarketplace.com. Papa Gino's delivers pizzas to zoo chimpanzees. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> it's just, there is no need for you to do that. <laughs> just, just imagining the terror on the face of the young pizza <laughs> delivery man who has to carry it into the enclosure. Just violently shaking. Is your pizza, sir? <laughs> trying to like, you know, as the crowd of the crowd of chimps is forming around you while you're trying to get the hot bag open, hands shaking. You having a good night, sir? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know the um, you know the the kid from The Simpsons with the squeaky voice, squeaky mm. voice teen. Yeah. Here's your pizza, sir. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. He is canonically the daughter of Lunch Lady Doris. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the episode where... Uh, might have been the, the episode where the, the they're doing a bowling team, the Pin Pals or whatever. One of those. Uh, she's at the bowling alley bowling and he's working there. And she makes some comment about him as like son. And I was like, What? And went and looked it up, and all the Simpsons wikis seem to agree. Squeaky voice team, Lunch Lady Doris's son. There you go. That's a third thing that you've learned this episode. Uh huh. Papa Gino's Pizzeria is partnering with the Southwick Zoo in Menden, Massachusetts. To celebrate, the brand delivered vegetarian pizzas to the zoo's chimpanzees. The pizza was delivered by Papa Gino's mascot. The very inventively named Pizza Man. You gotta be fucking serious. Your place is called Papa Gino's and your guy is called Pizza Man? Come on. I want to see if I can get a look at Pizza Man. He's got to be like a superhero, right? He can't just be like a guy that eats pizza. Oh, no. He looks... You know... Oh. Yeah. He he looks like... He looks like... See, it's... Even more ridiculous that they didn't just call him like Papa Gino or yeah. Big pa- Big Papa or something. Or cool like that. Papa Gino because of those sick shades. Yeah, he's got like uh, he's got sort of like Macho Man Randy Savage kind of sunglasses going. But yeah. I would say as a mascot, he is basically giving me. Um, oh, you know what it is? You know the Swedish Chef from the Muppets. Yeah, this is the Italian Chef. Yeah, the Italian his, Swedish chef. His his head his head and everything else is the is just identically shaped to the Swedish chef's face, but his mustache is big and black and bushy instead. Sorry, like I want to a, correct. He's the Italian American Swedish chef. I think Italian American Swedish chef. You know what? If you Google Papagino's mascot, uh, the mascot isn't Pizza Man. It's a slice of pizza that says Papagino's on the crust. Oh no! They've oh, got, and oh. also Pizza Man. <laughs> so who? Oh, we. This is a real, real kettle of fish right here. Real, real can of worms. Which one is Pizza Man? 
I'm assuming it's the anthropomorphic piece of pizza. Or it's got to be. And surely the other one is Papagino himself. Well, no, I think that's, I think, man, oh God, there's a Papagino's tweet where they refer to their mascot as our man crush Monday. Papagino's, yep. this is the, the text of the tweet. Our hashtag man crush Monday is here to remind you that we're open for no contact carry out delivery, New England. I'm going to get to the bottom of this and see if I can... Uh, I'm going to get in touch with Papaginos and figure out which mascot is which. Yeah, so tell us what the fuck. Because otherwise, I'm I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Is it Papagino or maybe Pizza Man squaring off against whatever the fuck the New England Patriots mascot is? I'm going to be reasonable. I'm going to... I'm going to contact them with a picture of each mascot and say, could you tell me which one is Pizza Man? And, I mean, w- and what the name of the other one is. In fairness, I think the man is the only man here. If the pizza slice was the mascot, that'd just be pizza the pizza. Well, yeah, but you're calling it pizza man. Surely the one that's a slice of pizza with legs and arms walking around is pizza man. Oh, you think he's been anthropomorphized enough that he is a man? What makes a man? I've never seen a pizza with legs before. That's what I'm saying. Slice. Although, yeah, it is a slice of pizza. Not a whole pizza. It's pizza slice the pizza slice. (sighs) All right, I'm going to see what I can do about this. I will give an update on a future episode if I do manage to determine which of these two mascots because they're they're both unnamed all the time what's the fucking deal with this guy's like unabomber sunglasses as well it's not like it's sunny in new england you know it's not california he's not at the beach they don't have beaches on the east coast they just got rocks (laughs) just got rocks they got a real active terrible social media presence Considering Papaginos only has 4,400 followers on Twitter. This is not the giant institution I thought it was, come <laughs> to think of it. I was thinking like Domino's level. Well, they've, they've got frozen pizza. Yeah, sure. That suggests to me that you're making it available in like more places than just your town. You know what I mean? There are 81 Papaginos locations in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. Yeah, see, that's... That's plenty of pizza places, you know? Yeah, that's heaps. So, as part of the... Oh, (coughs) sorry. (coughs) Very important sentence I missed. The chimps even dressed for dinner in Papa Gino's t-shirts. That's fucked up. That's vital. That's really vital. Don't give the chimps pizza. Don't give them shirts. There's just no need to do any of this. I don't I look, I don't think it's fair to feed a chimp pizza and also to insist that there's a dress code for the food they're not supposed to be eating anyway. Yeah. You know, give them a fucking cigarette while you're at it. Give them a pipe. God damn it. Put them in roller skates. Give them a dressing gown. Give them a little tiny clown car to drive around in. The, if pipe, the, pipe, has, the, <laughs> the pipe has bubbles in it though. Yeah. As part of the partnership, Papaginos is giving away free passes to the Southwick Zoo on its Facebook and Instagram accounts through September and October. So there's still time, folks. Yeah. You still potentially could win a pass to witness some chimps with a bad diet. Wearing shirts they didn't choose, you know? 
Oh no, they've done like a a like a a parody version of the Adam Levine DM leak. Oh no. Where it's a photo of the mascot who is maybe Papagino, maybe Pizza Man with Adam Levine replying, Holy shit, that body of yours is absurd. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oh, that oh, that got a laugh for me. Oh, they've they've put Pizza Man's face on top of the the man from The Bear, the TV show. <sighs> Why do they tell you in any of these posts which of the mascots it is? They've got the pizza slice there with the New England Pat the Patriot. It was mascot night at Gillette Stadium this weekend. Let's just say that Pat the Patriot got a little hungry and he's pretending to eat the big slice of pizza. But you never say in any of them, here's this dude. We should do like a 10-part investigative podcast called Finding Pizza Man. (laughs) The search for Pizza Man. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, the brand also has special discount vouchers available for all Papagino's guests in its participating restaurants across New England. If you are a New England listener, please write into mailbag at buntabista.com. Let us know, is the Papagino's pizza any good? Or is it horrible dog shit? You hate it. Is the owner of the business uh, some kind of out and proud racist? And we don't know about any of that stuff yet. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, they're doing uh, stuff with New England Patriots, so pretty safe to assume they're racist. Yep, making a making chimps where they're branding. Yep, leave the noble chimp alone. Let him go back to scratching at his big prolapsed butt, sniffing his finger, and then comically falling backwards <laughs> off a log. That's right, as they love doing. I think that that technically has been a single episode of the podcast Bonta Vista. I think that's true. That was a very gentle episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. Yeah. Very c- calm aura about it. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my weaving. I'm going to eat some stew, I think. Well, we will also provide you with an update on how the stew went. Yes. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.